This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7, the long-serving Labour MP Frank Field has resigned the party whip, blaming the leadership's apparent tolerance of anti-Semitism. The issue has been a thorn in the side of Jeremy Corbyn's leadership. Mr Fields announced he'll stand as an independent in the Commons. He says he's deeply saddened that we are increasingly seen as a racist party. I suppose the um, chief rabbi's view about just how bad the situation was, the Jewish community in this country is desperately worried about our behaviour. And I hope when the NEC meets on the 4th of September that Jeremy will adopt the International Convention countering anti-Semitism. A mother of fours won a legal battle after being denied widow parents' allowance. Judges say she was unfairly treated just because she wasn't married. Kieran Core reports. Siobhan McLaughlin is relieved at today's ruling. An emotional roller coaster. Really happy. After her partner of 23 years died, the Supreme Court says she was wrongly refused an allowance for widows. Her lawyer thinks the case could mean others are entitled to the benefit if they've had children during long-term relationships. It's thousands of families across the UK. Siobhan says that's vital. Children's lives are at stake. The government says it's carefully considering the ruling. Wonga has collapsed into administration, putting 500 jobs at risk. The payday lender says it won't be taking applications for any new loans. A finance manager has admitted defrauding £60,000 from victims of the Grenfell Tower fire. Jenny McDonough used prepaid credit cards meant for survivors of the tragedy for holidays, meals and online gambling. Children in England are to be banned from buying energy drinks under government plans. Youngsters in the UK reportedly consume more of the high-caffeine drinks than elsewhere in Europe. In sport, Liverpool have been drawn with big spending Paris Saint-Germain in their Champions League group as they attempt to return to the final Napoli and Red Star Belgrade complete Group C. That's the latest. I'm Daisy Gray. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds.
together, lads. Yeah. <laughs> not not fancying it. Uh, good evening, Love Sport. It's Jay Watson with you until 10pm. In for Aaron Paul for the fan shows this evening. As I said, it's Crystal Palace up first for us. Then QPR are going to be in the studio 9 till 10. Hopefully a little bit more buoyant after a couple of wins and a couple of signings through the door after what was a pretty atrocious start to their uh, championship season. But let's talk about Premier League. Let's talk about Carabao Cup. We've got Dia, we've got Chris, we've got Mike. How are we, chaps? We good? Yeah, yeah. lovely. <laughs> yeah, all good. good, after, good yeah, especially after the after the Watford game, getting a win against Swansea, lifted up the mood a bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to Watford yeah. <laughs> uh, in in a little while, but. Um, the other day, Swansea in the Carabao Cup. Uh, just worth mentioning as well, it is the Carabao Cup draw happening literally right now. 7pm um, for the third round of that. We'll see who Crystal Palace have got in that. What are we hoping for? A big team or a little team? Little team. I want to go... I want to push for it this year. Little team at home. No, I'd be happy with that. Millwall away. would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> home tight Palace. Home tight Palace. What, what do you think of the Carabao Cup? Um, it's good if you win it. If you don't win it, it's a point in the scarf, isn't it? That's how everyone everyone views it. But yeah, I think if like if we do get a little team and if, if we do progress well, I think I'll, I'll, it'll be good if we actually push for it and try to get the try to get a cup because we haven't got a cup for a very long time. Last one was FA Cup final and that ended really bad. When so, was yeah. that? How long ago was that? Two thousand sixteen. You weren't even live. <laughs> you ruined it by saying yeah. 2016 I was hoping for like 2000 no, it was against United in the final yeah and hopefully we push for this one and get a decent cup run because oh, we, we, we've lots of the Premier League teams the Carabao Cup it's I wouldn't necessarily say a distraction but it's an opportunity isn't it for, for other players to play but only if you've got a squad that allows that to happen has Palace kind of got that or is it just kind of getting in the way a little bit I think for, th- for this year we have. Um, I thought we had a pretty decent squad. The, the the thing that surprised me was Swansea pretty much put out more of a second team than we did. Um, and I think the championships got so competitive that it's as equal a bigger problem for them as it was for us. So, you know, we've got a, a decent squad this year. So we had some players that would played either played in the first team last season or people would have been happy for them to play in the first team last season so um, I thought it went alright and I, my enthusiasm for it has, uh, has grown <laughs> massively yeah yeah, and there were young players and fringe players who haven't had a chance for far mm. too long who you know, really impressed I thought and, you know, on Tuesday so definitely optimistic that those people will be knocking on the door for the squad yeah so, so what lads got a, a run out on against Swans who haven't been in the starting 11 for, for the Premier League so far this season and you think maybe they've given Roy a bit of a you know a headache a bit of a thought going into to Southampton any knocking on the door do you think mm, not not really um, I wouldn't say anyone's knocking on the door the only player that yeah, really did. Um, you know, Roy was probably looking at most was Max Meyer. Thought he played decent, and he's got. I think he's got a decent chance to actually start against Southampton ahead of uh, Jeffrey Slop. Um, but apart from that, uh, we saw Ryan Innes, who it was actually his first day before Palace, and he's been at the club I think since the age of 16. I'm not too sure. Um, he he was quite decent in defence as well. He's quite solid. Um, apart from that. I wouldn't say anyone stood out. Of course, um, Wan-Bissaka, you know, I don't even have to admit, he was brilliant. <laughs> he, even going forward, he was he was such a threat um, all game long. But that's that's just normal now for us <laughs> to witness that. So, yeah, apart from that, there was not that many players who actually did really stand out. And Wan-Bissaka, 
I mean, he's been getting a lot of press this season already. Um, I remember watching his debut, and it's something that people have kind of been speaking about a lot, how he was just basically thrown into the deep end. Wasn't particularly close in terms of starting for the first team up until that point. It was, you know, injury crisis. So it was basically, not the last resort, but, you know, he wouldn't have played, you know, if, 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 if circumstances were, were, were normal. When he watched him play in that first game, did you envisage him progressing to this point? Did you see that potentially anymore? Has he kind of surprised you kind of as each game has gone on just how good he is? Uh, I watched him a little bit in the under-23s game and he stood out um, every time I'd watched him there. Um, but there's a huge step up. So I wasn't expecting him to come on quite this quickly. But um, I wouldn't say it's a massive surprise. I think maybe the surprise is that he's slotted in in the position he is because... Um, He's played in various roles. He's been up front. He's been a, he's been a winger and stuff. But um, the rumours about Wilf saying that you just can't get past him, um, you know, started and they they went round in earnest pretty quickly. Um, so before he'd really even played a game, before that first game, um, people were already saying, you know, you've got to look out for him. Um, it Maybe I can't think of another player that hasn't that's come on that quickly. You know, ten games and he's already. You know he's made the uh, he's made the team of the week for mm. the Premier League, <laughs> um, but I think um, end of last season when Hodgson uh, rested him for a little bit for Joel Ward, uh, I think that was to to get everyone's feet on the ground with it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I give it till the rest of the season before we start talking about him like that. Yeah, um, just let you know, boys, you have your back to the screen. Um, you've already come out of the draw for the Carabao Cup. Oh, who's against? Who did you want? Burton Albion at home not my city away no you haven't got them did you you want a little team or a big team little team and you wanted to be at home yes what if I could offer you neither (laughs) so who have we got you will face West Bromwich Albion away in the third round of the Carabao Cup reaction to that um it's not. It's, uh, it's neither here or there, is it? (laughs) exactly it's like like another Swansea really yeah it's not I'm happy with that good pubs (laughs) <laughs> Hawthorns is a good away day, yeah. isn't it? It is. You've been you've, you've been Hawthorns before? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> but not on a Tuesday night. I haven't. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not not fancy in the Tuesday night uh, away away at West Brom. No, it's not. It's easy, it's easy to see about work, won't we? It's yeah. not really that. T- like you look at a fixture, West Brom away. It's, it doesn't seem that seem that great. But oh well, we'll take that. You're in Premier League now. You know, clubs like West Brom aren't going <laughs> to jump out to you anymore. <laughs> Can they do a wet Tuesday night in West Brom? Exactly, we shall see. <laughs> mm, yeah, we will see. Um, we're going to carry on talking more um, about kind of the Swansea game in just a moment, but I just wanted to stick on Wambasaka just for, for a moment. Do you think England potential? Yes, but it's going to be hard because if you're looking at England, um, if you're looking at the England squad even today, there's some quality right backs there, and I know Southgate doesn't really play right back; he plays um, full backs and mm. uh, no, wing backs. I mean, but so, Wambasaka is an athletic player. Not not capable of maybe getting up and down, maybe not quite. I'm not sure if it's unfair that the technical level that K- Kieran Trippier has. I think they're very different players. Mm. But do you not think capable of playing in that position? He can, but it's just I don't see him being a starter. Um, considering Kieran, uh, Kieran Trippier is there. Um, but you know, if you actually look at him, he's a, he's a brilliant talent. But yeah, he wasn't even selected, and I don't know. It's a bit too early right now. I think next England squad selection, if he continues it, he could potentially get selected. But I don't know if he'll become a starter. And Leicester, 
just in case everyone is interested, <laughs> which I know you are, <laughs> they will be away at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, oh. <laughs> bit of a derby there. Again, not really what we wanted, a Premier League side away from home. That is just, again, an opportunity for us to play some of our extra players. And if we get through, then, then fantastic. Tottenham Watford, bit of a London derby there. Fulham Millwall as well. So there's been some wow. good draws in yeah. the Carabao Cup for, for our London sides. Uh, we're going to carry on talking a little bit more Swansea um, about that, that recent win in the Carabao Cup, that 1-0 win. We'll talk about the goal scorer up next on Love Sport. Oh, shit. Kim Jong-un is turning heel and becoming a madman again. Love sports. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The Love Sport Fan Shows. He got injured early on in Roy's tenure. And whereas a lot of players have actually come on a lot, like PBA, and, and been able to get with the programme with Roy, because Punch has been out injured, I don't think he's come back in enough to really make that impact. And with the players we've got now, sorry, Punch, on the form you've been on, they're actually a little bit better. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. British summertime, great times. Light the barbecue with Hillary's old emails. Love sports. Yeah, Love Sport Radio with the Crystal Palace boys for the fan shows this evening. Uh, a 1-0 win away at Swansea in the Carabao Cup uh, in the last round. You're playing West Brom in the third. But let's talk about uh, the goal scorer. Roy Hodgson was full of praise for him uh, following the game. Um, Sorloff, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's your, your views on him? Because he came in January. Benteke was obviously the main man, not really kind of delivering. Zaha's moved into kind of a more central position, taking up the, the mantle, the role of, of being kind of the goal scorer and the guy who makes things happen. Has this guy got Alexander Solov potential and the ability to, to be a Premier League footballer and to take the burden off, off Benteke almost and Zaha? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not no. sure. I don't, yeah, I, I, I think it's split between people that think no, definitely not, and others that, that think maybe. Um, he's so similar to Benteke. Yeah, that it's made us scratch our head every time he's been brought on, especially considering we've got Jordan Ayew ready to go, assuming he is ready to go. Um, yeah, he looks. He looks all right. Um, people have pulled up stats about how many, what percentage of his headers he was winning, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But. Um, He's either a way off being the solution or he's probably just a squad player. Um, I don't know. It was great to see him score and I think he needed that monkey off his back. Um, but It was a good goal. It was a great goal and it's a good set-up from Riedewald as well. Who nearly joined Swansea. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, clearly, clearly didn't want him. Yeah. Um, and I think most, of, well, certainly us lot at the, the back of the nest... Um, podcast were, were pretty happy because we didn't really want to see him go um, if you take I think most people cite the, the Man City game where we drew 0-0 back in last last December he was probably the best man on the pitch um, it seems like Roy doesn't particularly rate him um, but he's a great squad player so it was good to see him set up and then yeah Solov's finish uh, that's the kind of thing that you'd have seen Ben Teke probably <laughs> over the bar <laughs> Is he done, Benteke? What, what's going on there? Has, has his performances been better? I know that the goals still aren't coming, but are the performances better from Benteke? I think we look a better team when he's playing. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it's, it's an important thing, isn't it? We can all sit here and criticise a striker if he's not scoring goals. You, know, you can look at the stats and you can look at the fact that he's scored lots of goals previously. But sometimes it's not all about goals. And you can have strikers who can play an entire season and score five, six goals and to the outside you think well it was rubbish waste of money but to you guys who watch him week in week out I mean is, is he offering something other than goals to your team? 
it, it is a hard one to, to say because Wilfred Zaha is our biggest threat, definitely. But um, when Benteke plays up front, I have like Wilf is not as effective in my eyes because we loop the ball up to Benteke and we hope for the best and hope that he lands on to Wilf's feet after. And majority of the times it doesn't, so it is a bit of a tricky one. I would if we do play Benteke um, up front, I think Wilf should play out wide because. It just we just don't see Wilf having enough of the ball um, whenever Benteke plays. That's what it seems like, anyways. But yeah, in terms of offering, um, his hold-up play you could say is decent. But as a striker, I understand that it's not all about you need to contribute somewhat, you know, to the hold-up play, etc. But he needs to he needs to score more goals. That's what Palace fans desperately want from him, and we haven't got we haven't got that. And you know, some fans are already becoming frustrated, and so early on in the season, and it's understandable considering what he how we played last season. So, yeah, his hold-up play, his confidence seems seems like he's improved, but it's just the goals. He needs to start scoring them soon. I, don't know, I think we wanted to hear see that his performances and his sort of self-belief had improved but I'm not entirely sure I mean the, f- the first game against Fulham it, excellent ball um, that started the move that mm. scored to hard second um, and everyone just wanted to believe that he'd got his confidence because he scored one in pre-season the week before against Toulouse um, great bullet header um, but over the next couple of games I think that sort of sat back out of people and they were like, maybe it was just a fluke. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he does, he, you know, there's some parts of his game that are great, but um, I've heard a few sort of sage people the last couple of weeks say, well, that's great, but we've been saying that for like 14 months now and that's, you need to see more than three goals. In in terms of confidence, I mean, last season Benteke would take extra touches and he wouldn't go for a shot. Like in, against Liverpool, he did he did take. I remember that shot. I know he nearly went out for a throw in, but he the fact that he did take that shot, it just shows that you know there's somewhat confidence. His confidence is coming back. That's the only thing about it. But then again, you look at a Watford game. It seemed like it was is a bit like the old Benteke in terms of going forward and being attacking threat. He yeah. needs to be consistent in his performances and that's what we haven't seen from him for I the think last the reaction from the last couple of games where he's missed those especially that one yeah. the Holmesdale's reaction I mean it wasn't it wasn't oh my god what are you doing it was oh. yeah. um, and it hasn't took long for that to sat back out of him again uh, that's what it feels like anyway I mean he's going to start on Saturday there's no question um, so I can't say on the amount of money he's on. I can't say that things are going to change anytime soon. But it's not just about what he does, though. It's about, as, as Dr was saying, it's about how the ball is played to him. Play the ball to his feet. He's a good player with his feet. And just, you know, I, I think Roy needs to take him aside, show him a bit of love, which I'm sure he will. And you know, I, I reckon he'll score on Saturday. Let's see. Because yeah, I, I mean, I only saw the highlights from the Watford game, but he looked like he had a good battle with Cavaselli. Um, kind of both gave as good as they got. He had a couple of chances, and I say sometimes it's just one of those you need one to go in off your backside, and it kind of gets the run going again because we have seen Benteke, you know, have seasons where he scored close to twenty Premier League goals, and that that doesn't just disappear, does it? Surely. I think we were knocking in a lot more crosses the, the way we were playing back two seasons ago. Um, it suited him a lot more and it, it's a different game that's being played now by right. Hodgson so I don't necessarily think that he's got those kind of options so his role in the team is very much holding the ball up um, you know making sure people come on and that kind of thing um, and that doesn't look as glamorous on match of the day when you're not watching the whole game yeah. definitely 
but that's the thing um you you mentioned it as well um we, we he scored a lot of goal from crosses but now we're not really you know we're not really crossing a ball as much as we should in my opinion and for us to cross more balls in I think we'll playing out wide when Benteke does play because it screams to me yeah. with the plays you've got with, with Townsend and, and Zaha and then Benteke up front that you'd just be smashing balls into the box constantly for, for the likes of Sorloth and Benteke you've got two big centre forwards there you know that that, that Screams to me that's that's the way that Crystal Palace should be playing. And Wembasaka and Van Onhoek can cross as well. Yeah, exactly. But we're not. We're, it just um, when we don't have Wilf out wide, it just seems like the crosses ain't coming in as much. Even even on against Watford, when Wilf did go out wide, um, we he find he did actually manage to score straight away. So it just shows how you know how effective Wilf is out wide rather than up front with Benteke. Whereas if you play Jordan Ayew, we're pro- most likely to play it on the floor. So it will make better sense just like Andros Townsend last year he played with Wolf up front and you know the both of them bagged in goals because there's two similar players whereas Benteke is not and I think he cost Wolf in terms of his performances mm, very very interesting indeed um, a winger that you used to have um, was a guy called John Salako. <laughs> uh, how would you boys fancy winning something from John Salako? Oh, Are we on Twitter? I saw the, I saw the tweet earlier. Yes, I need you all nice. to get involved in this. Right, yeah. so Crystal Palace fans, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are and I hope you are, uh, you can win a retro 1990 Palace Cup final shirt signed by the one and only John Salako, Crystal Palace legend. Uh, all you need to do is follow Love Sport on Twitter. Really straightforward, I'm sure you do already, and retweet the tweet. It's our pinned tweet if you just go onto Love Sport Radio. Just retweet that, follow Love Sport Radio, and you could win yourself a signed 1990 Palace Cup final shirt signed by the one and only John Slarko. And in this break, all three of you are going to do that, all right? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Deal. <laughs> I can't believe the people of London made a balloon of me just wearing my nappy. Fake news, because I always wear it with my suit over top. <laughs> The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply for quick reply, affects your concentration, and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. Partnerships can be a wonderful thing, but sometimes good partnerships go bad. 
Marriage is by far the most important partnership in most people's lives. Everything you own or care about, even children, become a sort of partnership property. Unfortunately, sometimes only one person's vote destroys that partnership. Cordell and Cordell represent men whose partner has cast that vote. Call 0330-606161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. Arsenal are the gooners. I thought that was a kids' movie from the 80s. Very popular, very, very popular, tremendously popular. This is Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results, win seven figures. Yeah, it's Love Sport Radio, joined in the studio by the Crystal Palace lads, the Back of the Nest podcast boys, um, who have all just retweeted um, <laughs> our competition here. It is, it is aimed directly at you, Crystal Palace fans. So just to recap that again, you can win yourself a 1990 retro Crystal Palace shirt signed by your hero, your legend, John Salarco. Uh, all you need to do is follow Love Sport on Twitter and then retweet it, and then you'll go into a draw and you could be the owner of that shirt. How easy is that? The boys have done it, and uh, yeah, you, you, could, you could get yourself that. So, uh, Crystal Palace, we're talking about the Swansea game and the impact of some of the other players, and uh, you boys mentioned Jason Punchin, um, kind of faded into the background a little bit over over, over recent times. Um, why is that? Well, um, the most recent thing we'd heard was Hodgson said he could move on, um, and then he pops up in the starting lineup against Swansea. Um, now, Swansea gave... I thought they gave Palace a lot of time on the ball. Um, I thought they they didn't push very hard, um, and Punch still looked quite slow. But he played really well, um, and some of his set pieces were pretty pretty decent as well. Um, so I think that that was really nice to see. Was he not club captain at one point? Yeah, he, he was. was. So so kind of w- what has happened? Cause I know there was you know an, a fo- a not f- a non football related incident w- which happened um, not too long ago with Punch, but I can remember yeah. a, a time. Um, with Zaha, Townsend, and Punchin, all kind of just almost rotating as a three, and it was it was it was, it was an impressive three, and but Punchin's kind of just fought, fallen away from that. The, the club captaincy sort of um, seemed a little bit like a curse for for him <laughs> and for Scott Dan. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I think his, his his legs just just started to give way for his age, really. But um, you know, still a decent squad player, and then uh, his 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 foul on De Bruyne, which Unlike, say, the Kapui foul on Zahar the other day, where all the Watford fans were claiming that it wasn't as bad as it looked, we all just laughed and said, "Yeah, that was a really, really bad foul on De Bruyne at the time." Um, <laughs> he he obviously was out for the rest of the season, so that that put his um, you know that that made things even more difficult difficult for him. Um, and I really thought when the other day when I heard that he was going to be let go, that he would be going going down the leagues but it's good, it's good to see him playing again is he, is he has he made the squad uh what the premier league squad mm. i'm i'm actually not too sure that's a good question we'll look at it soon but in terms of jason punch and i think what's happened is that yes all them incidents did happen but i think we've got better players right now in his position and that's why i don't think he will have a decent chance and that's why roy has told him that he's not needed anymore if you look at the midfield position um some we've got Keate, we've got gyro we've got Luca, we got Mac. We just got so many quality players there that realistically, is Punch going to be useful for us? And you wonder if Hodgson. I, I don't get the feeling he rates really valid at all. So I don't know whether he'd put Punch above him in in 
in the pecking order or not. I don't, I don't know what you think. Well, I, I can see a situation where, as you, as you say, Roy might well want to bring him on just for 15 minutes and give him a chance. You know, you think back to some of those free kicks and, you know, the set pieces that he was involved in. I, I think he can still be a player for us. I, definitely a fringe player, not not a starter most of the time. But I can see him as a sub when we're 1-0 down with 15 minutes to go. I was, yeah, I was I was in a similar boat with you in pre-season because I was actually impressed with what I saw from Punch. You know, he seemed like more more confident just like Benteke when we saw him pre-season and seemed like he could actually bring something into the side but clearly Roy is not on the same page and I was to be fair I was a bit surprised when um, Roy did uh, Roy's basically told him that you know he could leave he's not really needed because of what I saw in pre-season but it is what it is when you get quality players unfortunately you're going to have to get rid of certain players and in a position that we're in the financial position it makes sense because he's not going to be as needed as the other players and it's not going to be you know, yeah. going to use him and when you hear Parish going on and on about the percentage of our income that goes on wages, the 78%, whatever, I mean, it probably all makes a difference. Same with Johnny Williams, who I thought played well against Swansea. Um, same thing, I just can't see him making the side, but um, he can't go on loan again because he's been on loan about 58,000 <laughs> times already. Um, I don't I don't really know what it's the same situation as we had with Chungi last season. Um, and I suppose we have with with Bakary Sacco, but he ended up forcing his way into the team due to injury. And now I'm quite sad that he sounds like he's going off to Burnley. Um, judging what, today, Johnny Esther. Um, no, no, no uh, Bakary Sacco. Sounds Sacco. like he's, he's off today. So yeah, last season he was one of those players that I thought was a fringe player, wouldn't get in. Ended up, you know, becoming a bit of a legend last season. So it might happen with Punch. It might happen with with Johnny Williams. Uh, who knows? I think I think with Punch is a bit more unrealistic due to the fact that it seems like he's going to go to Middlesbrough it looks close but with Johnny Esther I think it's a make a make or break season this is it he's on his final year of his contract I believe and if he doesn't perform and if he doesn't do something special then I could see him getting released from the club and join someone else and it makes sense as much as we love him as Palace fans yeah. he, it's a strange yeah. loving though with, with, with Johnny Esther because because he's not yeah. <laughs> Andres Iniesta I know yeah. that's a, a silly thing to say but he, he's a championship footballer isn't he a nice footballer but he's, it just feels like he's never going to force his way into a Premier League side and he's impressed on lots of loan spells I, just, I remember the time at Ipswich I think he's been to Reading as yeah. well I mean he's countless he's played for half the championship on loan yeah. a nice footballer but just feels like he needs to go and find a home somewhere the pr- back in the day when he first came into the team he, there was a debate between whether he's better or Wilf is better I think the main really? yeah wow. I think right now the, the main issue with Johnny Esther is that he just injuries he, yeah. he's had this injury yeah. problem for years and he hasn't done him any good and that's why you know when he's gone out alone he's been injured and he just he just hasn't had a good run out and I and, think that's and his that's hair, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can see like his hair's going as well. Like it's just going downhill for Johnny I'm, I'm not sure I'm I'm comfortable with it. The 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 the, the beard and, and I, I don't yeah. A bit of a I, I, look. I'm, <laughs> that's never that's never been a good look. Hambo, <laughs> sorry if you're listening, mate. Uh, look, I just need to quickly uh, recap the the Carabao Cup uh, round three draw. Uh, your boys Palace were first out of the hat. You are away at West Brom and then a bit of a London derby. Arsenal, Brentford, then it's Burton, Burnley, Wickham, Norwich, Oxford, Man City, West Ham, Macclesfield, another London derby, Millwall, Fulham, Liverpool, Chelsea. That's a big one. That's going to be on TV, isn't it? Uh, yeah. AFC, Bournemouth, Blackburn, 
Preston North End, Middlesbrough. Uh, the big one, Leicester City away at Wolverhampton <laughs> Wanderers. Another London derby, Tottenham Hotspur against Watford. Blackpool QPR, Everton Southampton, Manchester United Derby County and Nottingham Forest against Stoke. And just if any Spurs fans are listening, obviously you've been drawn at home and, and there's been a bit of a nightmare there. So Carabao Cup have said, with Spurs being drawn at home to Watford in round three of the Carabao Cup, the club has applied for a special dispensation from the EFL board to play their tie at a neutral venue due to the unavailability of Wembley Stadium and the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Very interesting indeed. Uh, boys, uh, we've got a bit of a Crystal Palace legend on the phone. We're going to speak to him next. His name is Neil Shipley. I bet you the tennis is corrupt. Seriously. The odds with seven best bets. Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from Seven Best Bets. I've got an away day Acker for you today. Liverpool to beat Leicester, Fulham beat Brighton, Arsenal to beat Cardiff, Manu beat Burnley, and Spurs to beat Watford. A tenner on the fivefold nets you £199.74p. Those are the odds with sevenbestbets.com. The odds with seven best bets. Please gamble responsibly. The Love Sport Fan Shows. Cesc Fabregas played two or three seasons at 10 for Arsenal in a 4-2-3-1 and he was untouchable and he was about six years younger than Mesut Ozil. He did all of it. He didn't just have the visionary passing. He scored twice as many goals as Mesut Ozil. So don't talk about match of the day 20 years ago. This is a player who played for us 10 years ago and did it week in, week out. There's loads of people who understand that, you know, he's a great footballer. It's that 90% to 100%. That's the 10% they want. That's all they want. They love him, but they just want that extra 10%. That's all we're talking about. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. Love Sport 558 AM You're listening to Love Sport Radio Jake Watson in for Aaron Paul this evening for the fan shows uh, QPR uh, fans you are up next 9 till 10pm but it is the back of the nest podcast boys of Crystal Palace lads uh, but joined on the phone right now by Neil Shipley Crystal Palace legend uh, Neil uh, how are you doing and what have you made so far of Crystal Palace's start to the season? Yeah good evening uh, not too bad, yeah. Obviously, uh, t- to get three points on the board and not have to wait like three, four months was uh, obviously a boost. Uh, thought they played quite well against Liverpool, and then uh, with the Watford game, uh, I thought they could have done a lot better. So, a, a sort of a real, a real sort of mixture, to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and that Watford game, it really could have gone either way, wasn't it? It was kind of end-to-end stuff for, for the neutral. A really good game of football. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I was expecting a little bit more um, off of Palace after obviously seeing the first first couple of games. But I, I thought they Watford done. With, I mean, they were they were a dirty side who, who you know really got hold of Zaha and gave him a, a torrid time. And obviously, if that's what you wanted as a Watford fan, they they done the job well. But I thought some of the challenges was 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 atrocious to be honest. But you know, Zaha, as Wolf's got to realise that he's going to be a marked man, and maybe you know the response of you know it's easy said than done. But but when you sort of get uptight, you know, be being kicked, which is a nat- nat- natural reaction. Maybe you know he try the other one, you know, and sort of pretend he's not really that bothered. But it's just, as I said, it's easily said than done. Hey, evening, Neil. Uh, Hi. Uh, um, have, have you got much love for Watford? Because I know you, you were there for a little bit. I was on loan for all of a month, so so no, not not particularly, no. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I mean, did you did you see the Swansea game as well? Uh, the Swansea game, no, I didn't. I uh, I was sort of tinkering about maybe going down there, but uh, but no, I just saw sort of result and obviously a little bit of highlights. 
So Neil, I've got a question for you, which is um, about uh, Christian Benteke. So um, thinking about you know your career, you obviously had a, had a long and successful career as a professional footballer, as a striker. Um, did you ever have a, a rut in the way that um, you know Christian's having at the moment? And how would you suggest is the best way of getting out of that? Yeah, well, yeah, I had plenty, plenty of them. Uh, I had, you know, sort of went into double-figure games. I, it was, a, I think, the season we got promoted. Actually, I think uh, I scored at Bradford away, which was first goal for a long, long time. So the relief was was all to see. But so when you go through these, this, this is my argument regarding uh, the Benteke situation. Is the, the one you know? I didn't have uh, a lot of his attributes. You know, we're talking about when he's on his day he was you know 30 odd million pound striker so but the one thing I did I, you know I, I worked hard so but the natural thing is if he's not you're not you're not scoring is to work hard you know talk to yourself during the game hope I'll get a chance and, and you treat them chances like gold dust and uh, I think where Benteke does he's, he, he doesn't work as hard as, as in my opinion what he should do uh, but when I watched him against Watford you know I'm looking at him you know because we are talking this is a premiership top striker or, or, or so called be and, and he's got to work he's got to run the channels he's got to make the mind up for, for other players and uh, at times I watch him and it's frustrating because I think you've got it all. He's a big lad. He's strong. He's quick. He's got it all, but he just needs, you know, he needs to be pushed a lot. You know, I don't know what the player. I don't know the players, but whether they are saying, "Come on, move," you know, move about. He needs he needs to kick up the backside in a polite way. So, if you're the manager, how would you change that? I mean, do you drop him? Well, I think there was a couple of times last season when when, when he could have been dropped and, and Roy sort of stuck with him. Uh, I don't think he's going to keep sticking with him. Uh, but I mean, he's had a he's had a chance against Watford. If that goes in, then we're probably not talking about it. Uh, and he had a little snapshot where it sort of well went 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 wide at a post. So he's had a few chances. Uh, his hold up play at, at times is better than what it was last season. But then that's not saying a lot. So he's kind of he's got to get, he's got to do more. Definitely, he's got to do more. That's why I was pleased with uh, Sorloff getting uh, a goal in midweek because that's what he needs. He, well, he needs someone to say, "Look, if you ain't, if you're not doing it, then I'm waiting in the wings. I've got a goal now, and uh, I, I want more than the five, ten minutes, the fifteen minutes. So I'm ready." And uh, we probably haven't had that, but we might have it if it makes sense. If he keeps scoring in these cup games or just showing a bit more than Benteke when he does come on then it gives Roy and Ray uh, you know give him a, give him a run in the side you're not available Saturday are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, well we, we are talking best of time we're not that bad yet lad. we've got three points do, 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 do you think um, do you think Sirlock could potentially be um, a, a decent option um, you know to, to really give him a, a run and, and scare him and maybe take his place have you seen enough from yeah. him? Yeah, I do. I do. I do think he's uh, he's, he's certainly got the attitude and, and sort of the will. I mean, you can tell straight away he really wants to do well, which I know that's not enough at times. But he's, he's got to grow into the Premiership. So the only re- the only way to do that is get get minutes. And he, in my opinion, he's not getting enough minutes at the moment. Uh, I would I would probably play him if, if I was the manager. Well, obviously, I'm not. But I, I think he's ready to have a, a run of games. Because it's hard, I've been there as well as a striker, when you know you're only going to get your 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and, you know, it does happen, of course it does, you can go and get a goal, but, you know, you, you need to know, right, you know, you're going to be my number one choice for a few weeks, go and give it a good go, and then, and then if he ain't up to it, then, then obviously he's not. 
And what what would you do? Is it? I know every player kind of reacts differently, doesn't it, to to, to kind of manager's tactics to try to get the, the best out of them. Is it an arm round the shoulder job for someone like Benteke, or do you think, as you said, maybe a kick up the backside? Well, I think I think Roy has to, he managed it with uh, the other option of you know he's sort of trying to boost him in the press. I don't, I don't think he really sort of hammers him, uh, but I think that's just modern day football. I mean, back in the day, he would have got hammered off the manager, and uh, and but I don't think some of these players now is the egos or, or the agent might be on the phone and saying you can't speak to my player like that. I think the game's changed that way but he does I'm talking about more on the pitch with I mean if you go back to someone like Zaha you know I'm looking at some of the other players that have to go like I know you're getting kicked but I'm going to go and kick him twice as hard as he's kicked you and you get other players sort of backing you up so uh, I, I think we need a little bit more of that on the Zaha thing but I'm going off quick there but with, with Ben Teke I'm talking about people saying come on go through the channel like I'm, telling, I'm thinking of other players should be having a little pop at him to say yeah. I want more for you and, and, and I don't think we demand that off uh, we're quite a nice team yeah and but, but going on to, to Saha Neil I mean I'm sure Palace fans are absolutely sick of hearing kind of the win percentages of, of when he plays and, and when he doesn't but I, I suppose the kind of the, the bigger point is here is that players like Benteke need to kind of take the pressure off Wilfred Zaha because he can't be expected to, to deliver every single game can he? Well, no. Uh, at the moment, we're, we're nowhere near that situation, are we? And let's hope that changes. If he gets a couple of goals uh, Saturday, Ben Techie, then he would take the pressure off. But you're 100% right. Yeah, at the moment, everyone is looking at Zaha going, look, you know, you're getting kicked, but we, we need you to... You know, I mean, he, 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 he didn't have a great game, but then he, he goes and gets a goal. You know, he, he can change a game in, 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 in seconds, uh, Zaha, and that's how special he is to the club. But, but you're, you're, you're definitely right. Yeah, other players have got to and what do you think of Jordan Ayew as a potential option for us? Well, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him yet, have we? We certainly saw him last year because I think he scored uh, home and away, didn't he? So, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I like, yeah, he's, he's obviously going to be pacey, and, and I'm, I'm sure he's, he's biting at the bit to uh, uh, to get on and, and show what a good player he is. So, he, he, he could be, yeah, he, he, I'd, I'd like to see him, definitely. And kind of the, the signs from the season so far, I know it's only a few Premier League games and, and a win against Swansea in the Carabao Cup, but you know when Roy came in last season, he had a hell of an impact on the side and you know dragged them up uh, into, into, into mid-table when it looked all, but, all, all doom and gloom after the first six games. What, what do you think Roy can do with the lads this season? Because I think Palace fans are quite pleased with, with the summer that they had, particularly keeping the likes of Zaha. Well, yeah, I think we, you know, because it, it, it's the start of it. I mean, look, you look at some of the teams that have spent a ridiculous amount of money, and that don't guarantee you anything. But it's still, it's still a, it's, it's still a statement out there to say that people are serious. No one, no one wants to be in obviously the bottom, bottom three, or, or no one likes to talk about clubs at all. You know, if can we just finish fourth and bottom? Uh, and I would put Palace in the bracket of uh, no, we, we get a run together. I expect us to be quite comfortable mid-table. But then. Everyone thinks they're going to, you know, there's going to be a hell of a lot of clubs challenging for that kind of area. Uh, I think they ca- they're going to be good enough to do it if uh, if, if they, they they get on board. Uh, from what I see, uh, I mean, Tompkins was a massive massive miss uh, last last Sunday, so we we do have to keep our players uh, injury free. I think to have a real good chance of that, but I, I certainly can't see us struggling at all, like and floating around that bottom bit. And how good do you think Wan-Bissaka can be? Kind of, uh, yeah. As the last couple of questions, Neil. Well, 
I, I love the kid. I mean, for, to do what he did, I mean, it's one thing. I mean, last season, that they've actually said to him, look, we've got a group of games coming up, Man City, Spurs, you know, Man United, all, all them tough games, and he just went in there and uh, and he made a few mistakes. And I'd expect him to make a few mistakes, but he's all-round game. He's just getting better and better. Um, he had to make that challenge against, against Liverpool, uh, and I've, he nearly got away with it. So, you know, we can't blame him for that. His confidence, don't like it's took a knock from what I saw the other night. He's come straight back in against Swansea and, and looked very, very comfortable. He, I mean, he's got the whole lot. So, you just got to be careful because he is a kid at the end of the day. And we've just got to guide him along and, and just let him enjoy his football. But from what I see, he, he's going to be exceptional. Yeah, no, I think uh, the Palace boys in the studio absolutely agree with you, Neil. Neil, thank you so much for taking the time out to, to join us this evening. Absolute pleasure. That was Neil Shipley, the Crystal Palace legend, joining us on the Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Listening to Five Live is like going to a soccer game and not having a pie at halftime. Disappointing. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. How comfortable are you with your pension? If you were advised by a financial professional to open a SIP, a self-invested personal pension, your money could be invested in risky sectors. We're Money Hotline and you could be owed thousands in compensation. There are no lengthy forms to fill in, and we work on a no-win, no-fee basis. Call us free on 0808-301-7190 or visit moneyhotline.co.uk. See our website for terms and conditions. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesmansaid.com, getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. It's the debate that will rage on for years and years. Who would make the England Test Team's greatest Test eleven On Thursday, 27th of September, at the London Hilton on Park Lane, join Andrew Strauss, Mike Atherton, Henry Blofeld and Mark Nicholas as they lead everyone through a lively debate and discussion. The evening will be hosted by Chris Cowdery and will include the chance for you to have your say on who will make the legendary England Test eleven. For more information, visit lordtaverners.org forward slash events to find out more. They are some great people. People on the tube, really great people. But don't talk to them. Don't talk. Seriously, silence on the tube. It has to be. Believe me, silence. 558 AM. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport. With 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. You're listening to Love Sport Radio. Jake Watson with you to 10 PM for the fan shows. It's the back of the Hornets. Uh, Boys, back of the back of the Hornets. I do the I do the Watford fan show on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. back, of the back of the nest. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. 
Sorry, lads. It's all right. <laughs> not um, hopefully, I've, I've not upset you too much. Um, but Roy Hodgson's been a bit upset, a bit annoyed of late, I, I, I've noticed. Um, we'll start with uh, the Swansea game. He wasn't too pleased about that, was he? No, well, obviously, we played, um, we played on Sunday against Watford and then to play Tuesday night um, again is... It's pretty incredible. I mean, I can't think of many times that Premier League sides have been asked to play two games in three days other than sort of Christmas time. Um, and he wasn't impressed. And, and squarely in the in the pre-game um, press conference, he said, you know, Swansea wouldn't budge on it um, when it could have been played on Wednesday. So um, I think that upset him. Um, and obviously, as a result, the, uh, the side that arrived in Wales um, was... F- fairly heavily missing um, the, the players that will probably play on Saturday um, Townsend was still there and a few others um, but I can understand him being pretty angry um, you know it's a, it's a long old trip you've got that £7.50 uh, bridge toll that you have to pay <laughs> when you go into Wales as well Every, everything combined is, is going to wind him up yeah <laughs> uh, but could Swansea have do, do they play on the Saturday because <laughs> Because if that's the case, then can you understand why Swansea didn't want to to, to move? Yeah, it? I, I, absolutely. I'm I'm just surprised it was it was allowed to happen really. Because for eight hours, it, it it very rarely happens. Um, and and all I can think of is that they thought you know the Carabao Cup they're not going to play any of their players, so we'll, we'll let it happen. Um, and it you know none of them are going to be knackered because they won't be playing they won't be playing both games. That's all I can think of. It's it's not the only time that Roy's been angry in the last week. He he got angry with Harry the Hornet before the Watford. <laughs> for a Watford game as well and to be fair I was actually surprised some Palace fans just said you know why are you mentioning it like it's not going to make the situation yeah. any good I don't know maybe it's just age maybe if you're can, can we age. recap the whole uh, <laughs> mascot thing with, with Watford because it feels it feels like this this a new rivalry has happened I know obviously <laughs> you're both London clubs and they're a little bit of you know extra bite to the games but it suddenly feels Watford like Watford are not a London club let's be honest outside the M25 no they are because, because they're on Lovesport Radio or on the fan show other than that yeah they are They are a London club but it feels like almost stemmed from this whole mascot thing and pretending to do a dive wasn't it or well, not pretending it, taking the mickey a little yeah. bit of, of Wilf Sahar uh, last season d- doing a dive on the pitch that is it felt like the game as well actually had a bit of extra bite has this come from Watford's mascot yeah, you could say that. You, like, That's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is crazy when you think about it. Like, I can't imagine our mascot triggering <laughs> someone so bad that yeah. in pre-match press conferences you mention him. But you know, the mascot is really annoying. Like, I was at Watford <laughs> away, and the the way he dances and walks like in front of away fans, yeah. like, it's so aggravating. So I understand that. But then again, Roy giving it life, it didn't help him as well. It didn't help the team as well. Like, there's there's no need for that. But yeah, he was asked a question and. He answered it in a in a way which probably he shouldn't answer. He should have should have just kept quiet. But yeah, he's he is a weird mascot. He just doesn't stop dancing, and it's <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's better than West Brom's mascot. You saw that. Didn't oh yeah, you? The, is that fridge or two? I think, I think I, it was a fridge. I quite, I quite like that. Actually. You liked yeah. that one, yeah. fridge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was surprised that he was that candid about the uh, both comments. Really, I mean, I, I would have maybe expected him to say, you know, we're expecting not to play two games in three days, rather than squarely blame. 
the other side. Um, it, yeah, it could be. He's had, a, he's had a tough couple of days, but you know, he's 71 years old. He's allowed to have a tough couple of days, I suppose. I know we don't like to talk about his time in charge of the England team, but actually, if you think back to that very last press conference oh, just yeah, after God, the yeah. Iceland game, when he said, I don't know why I'm here. It's a bit painful. You know, he's yeah. really, really hates press conferences. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he does. But now when you look at the fixtures, does that Watford one jump out a little bit more than it did before? Uh, I mean... Certainly, after the the playoff final, um, I think it's had a different dynamic. I don't know when it changed for you guys. Yeah. Playoff final, and then of course we beat them again at Wembley in the FA Cup run as well. Um, and they made no sound for that entire game; it was hilarious. Yeah. So you know, call in guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I think after the playoff final as well. Um, if you actually look at it, for certain players like Wilfred Zaha. I think it means more than it should because Watford fans have this one thing against Wilfred Zaha, Quinn and etc. Even last year when we did beat Watford in the last minute, Wilfred Wilfred giving it at them. I think there's a rivalry between Zaha and Wilf. That game made it explode even more. I mean, they'd they'd really ripped into him, and then for us to score, we then be one nil up with us. What was it? One minute left in normal time, and for yeah. us to win two one. Um, I mean, that that was one of the best memories of the last few seasons I can think of at Celeste. Um and Wilf has personally fanned the flames of, of, of that sort of hatred um, and anything he says usually gets magnified a lot so yeah that's made a difference Yeah, I, I want to hold fire boys on, on the Watford chat because 8 to 9 I want to I want to look at that game in a little bit more depth but I find it incredibly interesting how this has all happened well, not all happened but <laughs> it's kind of been you know ignited and, and kind of a little bit more all because of, of I mean to the point that I saw on Twitter a Palace fan posting a picture of the mascot without his hat on <laughs> yeah it's gone viral yeah, yeah everyone's like, now this is the guy yeah, this is the guy yeah it's gone viral just if you actually like think about it like this is a this is like, a mascot yeah i know like if you actually think, but the mascot is just you know the, all the abuse he gets he he deserves it i'm sorry he deserves it for what he does on the pitch it's so frustrating do, do you think that the the watford his boss basically is telling him to go do that as well do you think he's just going a rogue hornet no that's that's a personal <laughs> choice i reckon I, he had to change his name i think he had to i was scrolling through his tweets after finding twitter account scroll through his tweets what has he got his own twitter is this his yeah, personal one yeah i think or well, the hornet account i think it was his initially the hornet <laughs> i think it was initially the hornet account by looking at his tweets but i think watford requested him to change it to his personal account so maybe maybe they had a talk behind the background after all the you know all the incidents that's going on even mm. with um roy etc i think watford actually demanded him to change it to his personal account so but this case has really got under your skin if you've been like tw- <laughs> yeah. going through his own no, well he has like after the Watford game, <laughs> i was there and i was soaking wet and this guy danced in front of me while i'm while my team is losing <laughs> like that is something I, the, <laughs> the, the, the rain as well, like dumping you in the first row um you exactly. definitely come back to that that probably put you in a really bad mood didn't it? <laughs> yeah it did and yeah it just didn't work out did it? uh i, I want to speak to you about your your swansea trip because it was a long old trek tuesday yeah. night <laughs> hambo hambo and then yeah there was someone else terence from he does a preview podcast yeah me hambo terence yeah it was it was quite a journey um in the ha- honda 50 honda 50 yeah <laughs> we're singing that all along <laughs> we're hambo's favorite tune it's a shame he's not here today i've missed that yeah he's 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 got a cold so i don't know how what, what, what was with the the, the yeah, fingers i don't know <laughs> you never you never know you know you never know if hambo you, like, you're saying he's lying well he's always late 
So that I mean, I know it, that. Maybe maybe he was going to be very late and he just wanted to put that excuse so we don't get onto him. Maybe that's his theory. But yeah, we went to Swansea <laughs> on uh, Tuesday. Th- Tuesday. First trip to the Liberty? Yeah, first trip for me. Um, them, yeah, I think Terence Sandhamber has been there before. But yeah, it was they interesting. They were there for the 5-4 game, they said, and, and said that they'd never go back. So <laughs> Yeah, Terence, yeah, our previous pod guy, yeah, he said that he would never go back. They all say that. Yeah, and Swansea got really good and this happens but yeah we we, we we managed to go down yeah it was it's great fun to be fair if you're looking at the if you're looking at the crowd i was surprised and not know how many people were out there even roy mentioned it as well after the game um is a tuesday night second round of the league cup so it's not the most exciting game against it's swansea team you know they brought palace in, we knew that palace wasn't going to play it many first team players considering we played on Sunday so hats off to not I'm not saying it because I went there but hats off to the other fans that also went there as well you know it's great respect to follow the team all the way up today on Tuesday night to in, in fairness you got a lift there and back so <laughs> well yeah I fell asleep on the way back but oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's like sacrilege isn't it if you're the driver that's the first no, but, rule yeah, no, that no, the passenger uh, doesn't fall asleep no but they I was sitting at the back and then Terence Hanamba was at the front and honestly Terence is a good DJ I want to shout him out <laughs> Oh, he's a brilliant. Like, I fell asleep. What kind of tunes? Um, oh. a bit of bit of country. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I think yeah, a bit of country was there. He went grime. He like, he, just, <laughs> he switched up so many times. I was so confused. What's going on? Like. Sure, it wasn't just the radio. <laughs> no, it was not radio. It was honestly that was Terence, and I was so surprised. Like I didn't expect Terence to have this many tunes. I thought he was just more of a guy. Like he doesn't know anything about tunes. But yeah, hats off to Terence. Shouldn't judge people. But yeah, shouldn't judge people by his cover. Con- yeah, country to grime. <laughs> yeah, country to grime. Like I fell asleep as well. And I need that mixtape share that with me on his Spotify exactly <laughs> well I'll, I'll, I'll ask him we'll for Spotify the break. exactly I'll ask him for if Spotify if he's in the car with us on the way to Huddersfield in, in a couple of weeks then he's got plenty of time to uh, to play us some tunes I don't know if he's coming or not and I don't think yeah I don't think he's coming yeah no, Hambo's driving that as well and, and he's said I could drink in his car so I'm going to fall asleep on the way back definitely ah, that's, that's fine really, should yeah, be yeah, fine <laughs> shouldn't that yeah forfeit Maybe a fourth every time you yeah. fall asleep on the way back. Maybe this should be a fourth. Let's make that happen. Hambo, for, for next time. Is Hambo always the driver? Is he the designated driver? Yeah, he's the designated driver. Come on, All man. the time. Uh, yeah, cool. I, I don't feel sorry for him. He deserves it. He deserves his day. I mean, like, you'd be walking to Huddersfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not this. Trains are expensive. It, yeah, I know. That's why I'm going with Hambo <laughs> in the first place. That's a great one. We should do that. We should draw up a list of fines. That yeah. Hambo, Hambo's in charge. He's, he's the father figure here. He's, he's, he's the boss. Yeah, maybe like I don't know what can what can we do though. That's another thing. Forfeit like five mile walk. Um, I, I mean, we're yeah. already doing the charity walk, aren't we? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, what can you do? Maybe you have to. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's one for our listeners. Let's uh, uh, yeah, for- literally about to throw it out to the listeners. If you're going on these big away trips to Swansea to Huddersfield, and there's a designated driver, and the passengers are falling asleep, or they're doing other things which you say is not acceptable on a trip to the football, drinking water, for example. Obviously not the driver, <laughs> DR, you know, the passengers, you know, the if you think there's something not acceptable that you're doing and you tell us what's not acceptable, tell us what the fine is, send us a tweet at Love Sport Radio or even better give us a ring 0208 70 20 558. I'm looking at the clock on the wall and I can't tell the time but apparently it's nearly time for the news. Love Sport. 
FanHub, the new app that rewards fans. Yes, you've heard it right. If you support your team, FanHub will support you. Simply select your club and the app automatically finds the cheapest train tickets and hotels for every fixture. It records how many miles you've done following your team with a leaderboard that shows the most dedicated. FanHub also rewards you with discounts and freebies from partners such as Uber, Just Park and Amazon. Download FanHub from the App Store and check in at the stadium to start earning rewards. There's no purchase necessary. FanHub, fan loyalty, rewarded. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Let's face it, when your kids are ill, you do anything to help them feel better. But remember, antibiotics aren't always needed. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You might not realise it, but taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Help keep your family well. Always take your doctor's advice on antibiotics. Search NHS Antibiotics. All better. Divorce law proceedings can be frustrating and even seem unfair, especially if you command a high income or you own a business or if you're a man. Men with assets and children depend on their divorce lawyers. It's important to hire a lawyer that has the right skills. Cordell & Cordell works to help men protect their financial assets and the future role they play in their children's lives. Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. It's Love Sport Radio. Sorry, I fell asleep there. <laughs> uh, still with the Crystal Fa- Palace fanboys, back of the nest, uh, DR, uh, Mike and Chris. Um, want some fines? Long away trips? If Hambo's driving and the boys are falling asleep, we want the best fines. What can they do? What are the forfeits? Send us a tweet at Love Sport Radio. Give us a ring 0208 70 20 558. After news on Love Sport Radio, Mike has got himself a bit of a rant and we're going to talk about that defeat to Watford. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. 
From the Sky News Centre at 8, Frank Fields resigned the Labour whip, accusing the party leadership of becoming a force for anti-Semitism in British politics. The prominent backbencher says he'll become an independent in the Commons because he doesn't want to be involved with a racist party. Labour MP Wed Streeting fears others may now follow suit. Frank Field isn't the first and I fear that Frank won't be the last. I think the political crisis facing the Labour Party now is the greatest we've faced since 1981. Jeremy Corbyn says he's determined to tackle anti-Semitism both within the Labour Party and in wider society. A mother of four has won a legal case to get widowed parents' allowance, even though she wasn't married. Siobhan McLaughlin lived with her partner for 23 years before he died. Judges decided their four children were treated unfairly. Customers of the payday lender Wonga, which has collapsed, are being told to continue making payments as normal. The City Watchdog says existing agreements are not affected by the firm going into administration. Wonga struggled in recent years after the regulator began scrutinising its high-interest high loans. But Guy Anker from the consumer website moneysavingexpert.com is glad to see it go. We don't want these firms out there. If you've got nowhere else to turn and there's no one that can help, friends or family, there are debt charities out there. They're there to help, not to profit from your suffering. I turn to them. Five men have been arrested on suspicion of drug smuggling after a large amount of cocaine was seized from a catamaran. The vessel was intercepted by a border force boat off the southwest coast of Cornwall. Liverpool have been drawn with big spending Paris Saint-Germain in their Champions League group as they attempt to return to the final. Napoli and Red Star Belgrade complete Group C. And Theresa May seems undeterred by criticism of her dance moves during her trade trip to Africa. After trying some awkward footwork in South Africa, she's had another go in front of some Kenyan scouts, swinging her arms and spinning around. That's the latest. I'm Daisy Gray. Known originally as the Glaziers, this club are far from fragile. They've been building their nest in Selhurst Park. And the Eagles are ready to swoop in and bring out the claws this season. It's the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport. With seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Listen to Love Sport Radio, Jake Watson with you up until 10pm. Still joined in the studio by the Crystal Palace lads and we've named their podcast, it's brand new name, Back of the Hornet's Nest. And if you think about it, it's actually really quite clever and you should have named it that in the first place. Uh, I mean, you all laugh when I said it, but it's actually... Take out, take out, take out the Hornet's and it sounds <laughs> much better like that. It makes sense though, right? Yeah, it does. But it doesn't work. If, yeah. It doesn't work. Not, not, yeah, Crystal, Palace. not Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Won't happen again. You only make that mistake once. Um, just very quickly uh, to recap a couple of things for you, Crystal Palace fans. Uh, we've got a competition at the moment here on Love Sport Radio, and it's aimed directly for you. So we need and want you to get involved in it. You can win yourself a signed John Salako shirt from the 1990 Cup Final uh, retro. It looks brilliant. Uh, there's a picture of John holding this shirt up in front of a Love Sport Radio sign. If you head over to Twitter account. All you need to do is follow Love Sport Radio 
And then the next thing you need to do is you need to retweet that tweet and then you're going to a pot of all the other Palace fans and hopefully you could be winning it. The boys here in the studio have all done the same and you should do it too. Uh, in a second, we're going to hear from Mike. He wants to get something off his chest um, regarding some of the Crystal Palace fans. But there is some, some other football news. We recapped uh, the Carabao Cup. The third round draw was earlier on this evening. Crystal Palace are away at West Bromwich Albion. They were absolutely chuffed with that one. Um, so head over to the Love Sport account as well. We retweeted the, the, the full draw for you there. But in another draw, uh, not quite as important and as big as the Carabao Cup. It was a Champions League draw today. Um, so if you are interested in that, I'll quickly run through the groups and who they have got. So in Group A, it is Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, Monaco, Club Bruges. That's a hard group. Madrid, Dortmund and Monaco in that one. In Group B, Spurs are there, but they're with Barcelona. Inter Milan and PSV very tough for Spurs indeed Group C Paris Saint-Germain Napoli Liverpool and Red Star Belgrade another tough group there uh, in, in Group D Lokomotiv Moscow Porto Schalke Galatasaray that's the group we wanted to be in by the looks of things Group E Bayern Munich Benfica Ajax AEK Athens Group F you will find Manchester City and they've got a nice draw I think here Shakhtar Donetsk Lyon and Hoffenheim Group G Real Madrid, Roma, CSK Moscow and Victoria Pilsen and Group H, Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia and Young Boys. Uh, yeah, a couple of interesting ones there. I feel Liverpool have drawn the short straw, PSG um, and Napoli inside their group. A big club is going to go out of the group stage. But of course, if they finish third, they drop into the Europa League where you will find Rangers, nine-man Rangers. John Flanagan and Morelos were both sent off in the second uh, leg of their tie against Ufa. Uh, but they've gone through 2-1 on aggregate. Nine-man Rangers into the Europa League. Uh, Burnley are hoping to join them. They lost the first leg away at Olympiacos 3-1. That second leg is currently underway um, and it is still 0-0. So they need obviously a couple of goals. That away goal we'll be hoping is enough to see them through to the group stages of the Europa League. It would be a big shame wouldn't it for Burnley to get that far and not actually make it into the group stage but they've had a really really tough draw to have Aberdeen um, Istanbul and Olympiacos just to qualify for the Europa League it's 0-0 at the moment against Olympiacos 3-1 down from the first leg right that's all dealt with Mike you want something that you want to say uh, about some Crystal Palace fans the floor is yours go thanks I mean I think we can all agree that none of that was important as West Brom <laughs> yeah. Palace in the third round I, I did Carabao. stress that was the big okay. one yeah uh, yeah I just <laughs> wanted to cover something that um, has been covered almost as much as discussions on Ben Teke and Wayne Hennessy um, but uh, we've got the second home game on Saturday against Southampton and conspicuous by their absence will be the Homesdale Fanatics again um, I've moved from uh, the Arthur Waite stand to the Homesdale this season because I was sick of not being able to go to the toilet at half time because of the amount of queues um, <laughs> And I was half, I'm now halfway up the B, uh, B block, um, and just you know just behind the gap where they would have been. Um, and there's been various people um, on Facebook and other places um, giving them a hard time, saying you know they they've obviously given up on on the club and that kind of stuff. Um, and there's been some serious abuse. There's been some back and forth. Um, they're not really very forthcoming on um, on social media, um, which I can thoroughly understand. And the only public uh, thing that they've said was one tweet before the first game of the season saying, get behind the team. 
Um, now, yeah, there's, so is there an official Twitter account for the guys? They, they do have an f- yeah, yeah. official Twitter. Um, yeah, very, very rarely tweeted from, um, but well followed. Um, and there's been various uh, sources, uh, a couple of them, you know, fairly high profile, really questioned them, um, giving them a bit of stick on, on Twitter and that kind of stuff. Um, and I just wanted to point out that at no point have these guys done anything publicly wrong they've not they've not come out and criticized the club um publicly i mean there's been people that have had their backs put up by the comments they've come out and you know they've made some made some remarks but um they've not said anything negative towards the club um and essentially they've all got season tickets other places so all they've done really is move seats so they've done exactly what i've done uh, okay, I did it because I really wanted to be able to get a beer and go to the toilet at halftime. Um, but you know that their reasons might be a silent protest, um, but they haven't done anything wrong. So this week, our club has been quite heavily divided um, on the BBS on social media by people either not understanding them um, or giving them abuse or sticking up for them. Um, and I just wanted a, a li- little stick up for them and say essentially publicly they've still done absolutely nothing wrong okay i'm going to miss the drum i'm going to miss the the chance um and it is something we'd all like them to sort out with the club um but as it stands right now i cannot understand the abuse that they've been getting um and if you've seen any of it you'll understand exactly what i mean yeah some people have really laid into the hf who yeah they're not the only people that sing at selhurst of course they're not but what they did do is transform the atmosphere it's an incredible place it's really intimidating for other teams when they're there last week that wasn't the case and you know i mean it it definitely felt a flatter experience to to be at the game and for them not to be there um or at least not there in that organized way i hope that something can be um you know that an arrangement can be reached that means they can go back to the you know the place where you know for now they belong hopefully eventually maybe they'll be able to get behind the goal which is what they want and you know through the reconfiguration of the stadium there may be an opportunity to do that it needs to be done through a process no one i mean there's all sorts of arguments that are being put out there about who said what to who and the problem is that as far as i can tell apart from the club the people who are actually in charge of this and a very small clique within the HF. Mm. No one actually knows what happened. So it's people talking about each other, and then it's self-important individuals sounding off, making themselves feel great, I'm sure, but actually, you know, just shut up, please. I, c- I can understand there's some people that have heard on the grapevine that their seats were under pressure because the HF had asked to take seats in a block behind the goal, and they said no. They haven't actually well, yeah. said that in public. We don't know. Um, it that's the rumour it hasn't happened nothing's been said in public so I, I feel like we should all get behind the team rather than arguing amongst ourselves Does yeah, that hold your thoughts no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that you all three of you have got more you kind of want to say about it so um, we'll, we'll take a break and then we'll come back to it Putin isn't like Hitler he's more like me just not as fat love sports I work for AspokesmanSaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit AspokesmanSaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The Love Sport Fan Shows. The last two players who looked that good at that age or younger was Jack 
and was Sesk. Yeah. No one else, not that all these other people, not Fran Maridas, not all these guys, only those two that I thought, you can just tell, like you can with Rashford, like you could with Michael Owen. There are certain players you just think, like Rooney, just honestly, I just can't believe the maturity of the guy. It's not like he's just signed from a lower premiership side. He's signed from the French second division. It's unbelievable. And then it comes down to a few factors which are out of his control, like, you know, mental state isn't out of his control, but certainly injuries. Mm. Injuries completely destroyed Diaby and yeah. Jack as well. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. I have so much money, I can even buy silence. Just ask Stormy Daniels. She won't be able to answer you, though. This is Love Sport. Yeah, it's Love Sport Radio. Jay Watson with you till 10 at p.m. Uh, with the Crystal Palace lads back of the Hornet's Nest, as it's now <laughs> uh, officially named here. It's happening. You know, I'll keep on saying it, and next week it'll be official. You'll have changed the title to everything. Or watch when Hamburg comes in and has a word with you. Watch. Mate, look forward to it. <laughs> He's got my number. I don't know why I'm saying that. that... Hambo, don't change it. I'm but... sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, let's get back to what we were talking about. Um, th- this thing's going on w- w- with the fans, and you boys are kind of getting off your chest, giving us your vo- voices. Uh, DR, w- w- what's your take on it? Yeah, there's two sides to every story. We don't exactly know what's going on between the club and the HF, except for both of them. They know exactly what's going on. Us as fans, we, see, we hear rumours, but at the end of the day, they are rumours, so they're not facts. And with the with the HF, when they've been at the club, they've done you know tremendous thing, uh, tremendous things, and the atmosphere has been great. But it is a disappointing loss, and we noticed that against Liverpool, especially last week. I think what we have to do is we have to. Well, me personally, I respect the HF for what they've done. I know not everyone respects them, and everyone has their own opinion, which I understand. But the club and the HF needs to sort it out because. I know it's only one game, but the atmosphere against Liverpool on a Monday night was really bad uh, in my eyes. Like normally, the uh, Monday night at Southhurst, the atmosphere would be ten times better than that, and it was quite scary, scary at some moments of the match where it was absolutely silence at the ground, and all you all you would hear is Liverpool fans. So what, what I have to say is that there needs to be something that needs to happen between the club and the HF soon enough, and. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I've got a very quick challenge directly <laughs> to the people who are down on the HF. Just remember those amazing displays last year. Now, you know, in, and for a number of years now, I mean, they've they've been interesting political messages, but also amazing signs. They took a lot of time. They took a lot of money. That was raised by fans, and it was organised by the HF. So. What I would say to you, you know, to those of you who are critical of the HF, by all means be critical, but do something about it and do something positive for once rather than moaning. So actually organise one of those displays yourselves, put your money's where your mouth is. Go on. It's 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 not it's not only that as well. Um when we did play Liverpool after the game when I went on social media and looking at some of the Liverpool fans' perspective on it, they even said it like bring back the HF. Um even they noticed it as well, like Palace at Seller, like you know, at Seller, it's, it's a different story. It's meant to be a different story. That's what people always talk about: Palace, the atmosphere, and without the HF, like if if the away fans are speaking about it as well, then there's a serious concern there that's going on. You know, there there needs to be something that needs to happen, and yeah, it just. Hopefully you're against Southampton on Saturday. The atmosphere will somewhat improve than what we saw against Liverpool, but. Then again, if he doesn't, um, whether he does or he doesn't, I think there needs to be some sort of contact between the club and the HF and an agreement that you know that f- f- favours both parties involved. Well, the, the club shoot themselves in the foot because the way it is, we've got all the cameras and 
all the uh, the audio uh, just above most of it above the away fans yeah so you hear them magnified a ton more than you do the Palace fans um, I, that, I understand that's going to change when they um, upgrade the stadium but um, it basically means you need to be a hell of a lot louder than the away fans and the Liverpool fans are pretty loud anyway I'm sure Southampton will be quiet as anything <laughs> so it won't be a problem but. No, but you'd like to think though <laughs> that whilst it wasn't good that the atmosphere was noticeably worse against Liverpool that the powers that be heard that and noticed that and perhaps acknowledged that you know those fans do actually play a big part because it's such an easy thing to say as in oh you're, you're our 12th man but you know they kind of can be and if, it, if it's noticeably more quiet that will have a knock-on effect to the players on the pitch well, surely one of the main things as well um and it was pointed out by some of the or, or supporters of the HF, whether they were in them or not, that came out afterwards. And they said, look, the noise you had, a lot, some of it, you know, there was some, there was some homophobic chants. Um, right. There was some Tommy Robinson chants. You're not going to get that with us. We're going to drown out all those idiots. Um, so bear that in mind as well. And surely the club took that on board. I mean, they don't make a comment, but there's no way they didn't hear that and they didn't think about it. <laughs> exactly. I forgot about that. Um, the atmosphere was that bad, yeah. We we heard homophobic chants and like the home cell and and even Tommy Robinson chants, and it's just like I know it's it's only one game, but previously nothing's been heard of like this at Salos. And t- to my understanding, anyways, I haven't heard anything like this. But after the game, the fact that all these start coming out, it was it was quite shocking to be fair. Like one one you say one group, like there wouldn't be that major. There's still twenty four thousand fans, but it just shows that. They're more than you know a small group. They're actually a big part to the club, and without them there, it just got ruined. Like the atmosphere, and hopefully, we we take away the homophobic chance and also all the other political chance um, away from the stands on Saturday. Because that's obviously the last thing that you want a football club to be known for. You don't want to start naming other football clubs that are known for for things other than football. But a brilliant thing about Crystal Palace is that the atmosphere is is it's it's famous. You know, we talk about other Premier League clubs. They talk about going to Selhurst Park and the atmosphere. And you say that was taken away by those guys not being being there at, at Liverpool. And the last thing you want is is chance of homophobic and um, a distasteful nature kind of coming through. And then that that has a, a horrible effect on the reputation of Crystal Palace, which I presume, that, well, not presume, you'll know that the, the last thing the club will want. Well, I mean, they would first. I would say they were definitely small pockets. Of course, was, and it, yeah, it always but, is, though. It always is. Yeah. Um, but the HF always chanted something positive, regardless whether yeah. we just conceded a goal. They'd have a positive chant. Um, and your natural instinct, when you're not being led by um, a mob singing something positive, if something bad's happening, and obviously we didn't have a great game against Liverpool, um, is that more negative stuff starts being heard so that will have a, an effect on the players as well because they're, they're used to hearing this positivity and we had a lot of games last season where we came back from being one down an incredible amount of games um, so for that to be lost it might even have an effect on the players as well yeah no guys brilliant brilliant stuff so hopefully uh, someone from the football club listened 
against Liverpool. Hopefully someone from the football club has, has heard this this evening and, and, and changes things um, for, for the next home game because as I said it'd be a huge shame if that wasn't sorted out because the Selhurst Park atmosphere is an absolutely brilliant thing. We want to talk about Watford next and I, I mentioned earlier that the Champions League and the Europa League games. Forgot to mention Celtic are also in action there in qualification for the Europa League. They are playing Lithuanian side Suduva. Uh, it is currently a nil-nil. That first leg uh, finished one all. so if it stays how it is then Celtic would be progressing but up next here on Love Sport Radio we are going to be talking about that defeat for Crystal Palace against Watford don't you just hate it when most politicians just answer their own questions I do the fans show on Love Sport with 7otb.com predict 7 to net a million when looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance Jim went on the spokesman said.com and saved hundreds I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. Brilliant. I finally quit. It feels good. I feel like I've got my life back. It's an amazing feeling when you stop smoking. For free support tools, search online for NHS Smoke Free. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. The Novotel London Blackfriars, the official hotel partner of Love Sport. Located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank. You can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style. The Novotel London Blackfriars. Brent Ford? I mean, who knew? Most people don't know this, but Brentford, really special. Great cars, 100% American, great. 558 AM, Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTV.com. Play your way to £1 million. You're listening to Love Sport Radio. It's Crystal Palace Fan Show. Uh, 9 till 10, it's the turn of the QPR, guys. Uh, they'll be seeing us through till 10pm. Uh, we want to talk about the Watford game. Crystal Palace's last Premier League game uh, lost 2-1 for the neutral. I watched it. I've seen the highlights. I thought it was a very, very good game. Lots of action. Lots of incident. Um, obviously, you came out the wrong side of it. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's my take on it. Well, what did you boys think? You, you were all there, weren't you? Um I was there. I'm not too. Nah, sure. No. Yes. Mike. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, what was your take on it? Um, it was an interesting game. I think we started good. Um, for the first 15, 20 minutes, 
the defence considering two vital players and um, Wan-Bissaka and Tompkins wasn't involved. thought we handled them pretty well mm. defensively and also created chances going forward but we just couldn't finish it but as the game went on especially in the first half I thought like Watford got into the game a bit more and you know they were, they were a bigger threat and in the second half it was all Watford until the substitutions happened which happened quite late and I know we'll talk about it in a second but yeah um, probably a draw would have been a fair, fair result at push but you know, if I'm being realistic, I don't think we deserved the victory out of that game. I'm not sure we deserved the draw, really. <laughs> but um, if if you look at the if you look at the first half chances, if you actually did take the one or two, like there were some clear cut chances. If you did take one or two, it could have been a whole lot different game. But first twenty minutes, yeah, but seventy minutes of the game, Watford were the better side. Yeah, it's, but when the substitution happened, when you know after Wilf scored, I don't know, like slowly we got into the game a bit more. But as you said good 70 minutes there were you know if you're if I'm to be fair there were the better side and that's what I'm saying a draw would have been a push but yeah we didn't deserve anything in terms of like victory out of that game I think it was just very uncharacteristically open um, considering Hodgson's really rigid two mm. banks of four um, just just went out the window and I know Watford play a slightly odd sort of 4-2-2-2 two, two, two system yeah. <laughs> um, and and they mixed it up a little bit, and and once they'd they'd messed around with their um, with their setup a little bit, it totally um, it totally fooled us. And our midfield just didn't seem to be tracking back in the way that they had been, in, or they have been for over a season now. Um, and when you take the first goal, the first Watford goal, there was acres of space for them um, for Capui and Pereira on, on down down the down the flank um, and, and Luca made a sort of half-hearted challenge um, he had a terrible game I think it's probably his worst game um, in a Palace shirt and I just reckon it was an off day um, I, I, I'm sure they got a real talking to from Hodgson afterwards and I, ca I can't see it happening again but but then again it's not like yeah the team certain individuals didn't perform in, uh, enough but the manager, I think, has a part in the result as well. In some yeah, yeah, he does. It didn't work at all in the second half, and the magic seems five minute. That's he waited till that till fifteen minutes were left in the game, then done done a substitution. Does he always do that? He does it late on. He doesn't really like I substitutions. Know Chris Hughton yeah. on the hour, on seventy, on eighty, every single game, regardless of what's happening, what the scoreline is, he does the same substitutions at the same time. Every single game, does does Roy have a similar thing? Seventy-five is his, yeah. his classic, his classic minute to to make a substitution. That was way too late in this game. And when it did happen, the game did change somewhat. We yeah. did end up scoring a goal. Wilf was out wide. We changed the system, and it made sense. But last season it was the same situation. But I could understand somewhat the reason for it because last season, when you look at our bench, there wasn't as much uh, players that could actually impact the game. Whereas. Against Watford, we had, had options. Yeah, we had Kurate, we had Max Meyer, we even had Jordan Ayer up front to change it up, and you know he left it a bit late. And that's the only downside about Roy. He needs to do substitutions a bit earlier, so he actually, if it does work, there's enough time. Because against Watford, we we ended up scoring a goal, but after that, you know, the game ended. 
So that's the only downside for me about Roy. He just it's just substitutions. Since he's been here, he d- he doesn't seem like he he likes changing the game up a bit. The one thing that I I want to say, which is a slight difference of emphasis from you know my two friends here, is <laughs> that um, I I would want to focus on the positives in the first twenty minutes because after twenty minutes, I thought you know I, mean, I turned to my dad because we were watching it at home on the telly, and I said, well, yeah, we're, we're going to win this by some distance <laughs> yeah, because I thought we were the better team yeah. by a mile, and they had nothing but the difference is that they adjusted the way they played and we didn't and in that respect it reminded me and it, you know apologies for swearing to palace fans um but it reminded me of a Pardew game <laughs> because <laughs> you know it, it it just stayed the same and you know the, there were obvious substitutions there were obvious options they weren't made until far too late yes they made a difference when they were made but yeah, you know, it's just so disappointing that we'd we'd had those opportunities. We could and we should have had that game won already with those chances, but we didn't take them. And how how frustrating is that? When I mean, I, I've been there. We've all been there. We've been sat in the stands and we can see the mm. other team is getting on top of you, and the manager's not doing anything about it. And it feels like it happens all the time. And it's like you're being paid all this amount of money. Not saying Roy, but every manager. Mm. And it feels like everyone in the in the, in the stands is capable of seeing that you know, that's not working. The, the lads look tired. You need to change it up, and nothing happens. Roy's got so much credit in the bank with Palace fans. Though. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. So of course. I'm not he's suggesting got, that. It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's it's unsurprising because last season he did the same thing, but it tended to work um, fairly often, and it might work this season. I can't see him changing. I'm sure he's going to stick rigidly with the 75 minutes. <laughs> and even then, it tends to be Sorloff coming on for Benteke, which is really not that different a substitution. Yeah, that's that's another one. It's not very imaginative, yeah, is it? Like, it? Do something different. Yeah, change be- something. If Benteke up front doesn't work, uh, Lofton balls up to him, why would you bring on Sorloff? They're two similar type of players. Absolutely. So you're not going to be able to change the system. We had Jordan Ayo on the bench, which if he did bring him on, and you know, if I know Wilf moved out wide, but if Wilf did say central, then that would have been interesting last year um andros and wilf up front they gave something you know they gave something different for the defenders to focus on and yeah it, it, hopefully we see more of jordan now because uh, serloff yes he's scored a goal against swansea but i don't think he's a premier league quality player just yet and i want to see what jordan now could bring because we haven't still seen anything of him since he's joined us brilliant right uh, celtic have just scored in their europa league game against the lithuanian side sudava lee griffiths have scored the goal there so they will be going through if that remains uh, the same um palace's next game is southampton and in just a couple of seconds we're going to be speaking to freddie hunt uh, he is the host of the ugly inside the southampton youtube channel I hear Jamie Oliver is still being chased by people who hate the sugar tax. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. All of a sudden, Courtois missing his kids like ever, and he has to be in Madrid this moment. Of course, it's just using an excuse in order to get what you want. Well, the kids one, I'm, I actually have more sympathy. But he's been all right one. for a few years. Well, maybe he missed his kids all this time. And f- <laughs> Do you know what? Maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe, maybe does he even have kids? Has he just <laughs> made up the children? What kids? Oh yeah, they're four and seven. Weekdays from six thirty a.m. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. Hi, it's Liam from 7 Best Bets. I've got an away day acker for you today. Liverpool to beat Leicester, Fulham beat Brighton, Arsenal to beat Cardiff, Manu beat Burnley and Spurs to beat Watford. A tenner on the five-fold nets you £199.74b. Those are the odds with 7bestbets.com. The Odds with 7 Best Bets. Please gamble responsibly. 
Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. I do think some religious outfit, outfits look crazy, right? And this goes for the Jews as well, by the way. Don't get me wrong, right? My uncle's a Hasidic Jew. Okay. You know the big, you know the big hats and the yeah, long yeah, black yeah. coats and all that stuff. And I said to him, "Why do you wear this outfit?" I asked him, "Why do you wear this outfit?" He goes, "This is what our ancestors wore in Russia 200 years ago." And I said, "Yeah, but was that a religious thing or just because it was freezing cold?" <laughs> Which I think is a perfectly fair question. I mean, if you start a religious cult on the equator and all you have was a loincloth. And then you uprooted to Siberia. You wouldn't walk about in loincloths going, God, it's parking, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> I wish our guru had chosen a long black coat and a big furry hat. Weekdays from 6.30am. This is Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yeah, you're listening to Love Sport Radio, uh, and it is time to get the opposition view. Crystal Palace uh, in the studio at the moment. Up next for them, it is Southampton. Uh, Freddie Hunt, you are from the Southampton uh, ho- uh, YouTube channel, host of The Ugly Side. Thanks for, for joining us. Um, Freddie, uh, Crystal Palace, how, how do you see that going? Is is this a game on the, on the fixture list that you see as somewhere you can pick up some points? A tough one to call, actually. You know, under Roy Hodgson, you guys are very organised, very structured team. I think it's going to be a difficult game. And I think uh, we, we came there at a very good time last season. I think it was the first game under Roy Hodgson's, uh, you know, sort of tenure. Uh, we took a 1-0 win. It's not going to be as easy this time round. And what have you made of Southampton's start to the season so far? Under Mark Hughes, obviously, he was given the job permanently in the summer. I think from the outside, like you made some, some decent signings. How, how, what have you made of the start? Yeah, so we uh, we spent over sort of fifty million pounds in the summer on four, you know, decent looking signings on uh, well, a huge monster at the back, a sort of giant in Yannick Vestergaard, <laughs> that the uh, the tallest outfield player now in the Premier League, so head and shoulders above everybody else. He looks he looks fairly decent. He's played a couple of games. I think he missed uh, the last game um, with a injury or some sort of doubt. We brought in Stuart Armstrong from Celtic. Uh, he started on the, he started on Tuesday night, so perhaps he may not be starting on Saturday. And we've also got Elian Nussi, uh, uh, in practicing that pronunciation. Uh, but he's a, a nippy-looking uh, winger playing out wide or wide left or wide right. And Angus Gunn, he started on Tuesday night. So uh, I don't think he's going to start, but um, I think I'll start to buttering. I think... Uh, we, uh, you know, on paper it looked like a, a favourable opening few fixtures, but Saints uh, are notoriously slow starters. Um, but looking at your start to the season, you, you kicked off uh, with Burnley nil-nil draw, um, and then a defeat away at Everton. No shame in that. And then Leicester scored a, a last-minute winner against you, which I didn't celebrate at all. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's not been been the greatest of start. I presume for, for Mark Hughes now he's got that contract. You know, to, to win these guys over, it, it, you, you're basically desperate for a better season than last, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we were hoping that, uh, you know, a few early points on the board to give us a bit of confidence because uh, I think it, we've got a bit of a rotten record at the moment. I think it's one win in the last sort of, 16 or 17 matches. It's not great. You know, not great at all. And, and you know, some, sometimes the planets and, and reporters say, you mean as you go, uh, start as you mean to go on, you know. But uh, hopefully we don't uh, carry on the way we are. Otherwise, we could find ourselves once again flirting with relegation. Um, I think Mark Hughes has got that spark to uh, to reignite the form. 
So I've I'm so hi, it's Chris here. Um, I've got a question for you, Fred, about the um, goalkeeper situation. So I mean, our club has had a debate for a long time about you know who is our best keeper. We've now signed someone new, but he's although he's played in the cup, he's not played yet um, in a league game. Um, but so I suppose my question for you is about Alex McCarthy, um, who you know had had an unhappy spell and quite a short spell um, at Palace, but is now with you. How how are you finding him? Are you you know you're a fan? Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people are warm to Alex McCarthy. He picked up the Player of the Year um, last season, despite only playing sort of half the games from uh, from after Christmas. But he made some wonderful saves, some key some key games, some key performances with that run in, and, and he was absolutely pivotal for us to uh, you know to stay up. I think he probably saved us, you know, from one point into sort of you know three points. He was a difference in some of the games, especially the Bournemouth game at home, and he was so important. And I think. Uh, He's improved quite drastically in the last sort of six months or so, and I think it's well deserved. And perhaps a little bit overdue that he's got an England call-up. Palace boys, do you, just quickly, Freddie, you're just, just hold there a second. Boys, are you surprised by the development of Alex McCarthy? No, I you're mean it, it. It hurt me inside seeing him come on, and there's a certain ex-Palace manager that can be held squarely responsible for him being A-A-P? binned. Yeah. yeah, don't swear. Thank <laughs> I you. Did, I, <laughs> I, I, I know. So yeah, what our loss was was definitely Southampton's gain there, and and for a long time, especially when we had Spironi injured last season, and we were staring down the barrel of maybe having Dion Henry in in goal, um, it just seemed insane. But Ang- Angus Gunn as well was a. I, I saw him a lot last season playing for Norwich. To have him a, as a as a backup, um, and Alex McCarthy obviously getting called up to to the England squad today pretty good competition and not even to mention that Fraser Foster's not even getting in the, in, in the squad at the moment yeah it's unbelievable Fraser Foster sitting on the bench counting his cash uh, for eight <laughs> grand a week you know uh, he's he went from sort of z- uh, hero to zero in a space of about sort of nine months or so but Angus Gunn looks like an accomplished player already and you know Norwich fans can't speak any more highly of him and he, lo- he looks quite accomplished on Tuesday night you know despite it only being a league cup mm. game but uh like people chipping him, chipping him to be sort of a future England number one as well. So exciting! Hi there. Um, what can we exactly expect from Southampton on Saturday? Um, in terms of your playing style, what can we? He's your biggest threat. Um, how would you? How do you think you will approach this game? Uh, so I think it's uh, it's important for us to, to at least kind of get a point from uh, from Salah the weekend. You know, especially going into the, uh, into the international break, which for me is probably a little bit too early anyway. But uh, the last few games have kind of been growing into the game. So first two games we were quite slow, slow to start against Burnley and Everton and quite, you know, grew into the games as it went on. Danny Ings picked up a goal at Everton. So wonderful, uh, a decent performance in the second half. But uh, last weekend we, we started quickly and then kind of faded off quite quickly once uh, Hoiberg got sent off. But uh, I think what you might see is, uh, is Danny Ings and, and Charlie Austin perhaps starting together and I think it would be important for Mark Hughes to get a win as, as soon as possible uh, Nathan Redmond I also want to uh, say something about it, that uh, he, he's looked like a, a sort of a new signing this season he's, he's been quite potent down the left hand side running at players without fear and you know he's, 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 he's growing with confidence he's, he's a totally different player you, you know his personality or his character from what it was last season um, With Mark Hughes do you have any doubts over him as your manager? Because if I'm completely honest, I think looking at what happened towards his back end of his, of his tenure at Stoke, 
it did feel a little bit like he'd lost almost the, the hunger and, the, and that desire and that fire of, of being a, a Premier League manager, which you saw what I, I associated with Mark Hughes and, and the teams that he managed. It, it, because you're looking at the next two games, you've got one point from the first three, and you're looking at them all individually. It's, 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 no, it's no real drama. But with Crystal Palace up next, and then Brighton following that, if it was five games and one point, where would Mark Hughes stand as, as, as manager for you? Well, for me, I'm still on side, and I think uh, it would be a bit harsh to sort of, uh, you know, push the panic button so early. For me, I think we've got to look, review it at sort of 10 games, 12 games in, and see where we are. Uh, I, I still believe that Mark Hughes will be the manager to kind of keep us up and, and, and kind of steer the ship to safety uh, this season. But, you know, touching on, upon sort of his end towards Stoke, I think he got a little bit too complacent. Um, things, you know, things emerged from the training ground that they sort of did what they want, and he, he, I don't think he sort of had too much. You know, I don't think he was interested in more Stoke, to be honest. But uh, I mean, his record speaks for itself. Over 500 games managed, um, and you know, consecutive top half finishes uh, sort of at the start of his Stoke time. But uh, we couldn't afford to gamble anymore. You know, we, we gambled on the last sort of four appointments on European managers, all of which that hadn't had proven English football. So I think Mark Hughes is a safety net, perhaps, but uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, there are a few doubters already. I have to say, I'm quite enjoying as Leicester fan having Claude Puel, Freddie. I know you weren't uh, <laughs> the, the biggest uh, fan in the world, Southampton fans, but you know, uh, your, your loss, our gain, that's how I look at it. Yeah, Claude Puel, he rubbed the salt in the wounds once again last week. twice now, mate. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, came down sort of December time and, and absolutely humiliated us. Um, so, you know, left of egg on the face that day and, and rubbed more salt in the winds at, at the weekend. But um, uh, by all accounts, the letter fans aren't too much, uh, aren't warming too much to him anyway. So it does look like um, Hughes has been tinkering with your attacking options a bit. So you've, you've got um, Charlie Austin, you've got Danny Ings, you've got Shane Long. How, do, how does that work? Is that Would you view that as a selection of two from three or, you know, one up top? What, what do you think is the best option and what do you think will happen on Saturday? Yeah, so the last three games, he started with uh, a couple of different combinations. So uh, last weekend, it was Danny Ings and, and Shane Long. I think the, the weekend before that was uh, was Charlie Austin, Danny Ings. And, and I think Gabby Dini played a part in the first game. So I don't think he knows quite which is the uh, the two up front, uh, which he's going to lead with. Um, I think he, he quite likes Danny Ings. I think he, he'll be the one to lead the line. But So there's a little doubt over his fitness uh, for this weekend. He's, he's apparently got a huge blister on his foot or his toe or something, but... Uh, He's a doubt, but to be honest, I want to see more of Manolo Gabbiadini. He looks hungry, he wants the ball, he wants to get on the pitch, and he looks like a man on a mission. Um, Also, someone that's gone uh, very much on the radar and played on Tuesday night, actually, Sam Gallagher. Offers uh, something totally different, you know, the the aerial threat, and, uh, you know, got a bit of pace to him as well, so he could could, uh, cause a, a few issues should he get the nod at the weekend. And just a bit of fun to finish off. Um, so every time I've I've seen us play you, you've, you only ever seem to have one song. Do you have any others? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, w- we went down to Brighton on uh, on Tuesday, <laughs> and within the first ten minutes, it was a, uh, sort of 180 renditions of one the same. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's limited at, at times, but there are a few on on special occasions. <laughs> I'm glad you feel the same. A, a big thank you for beating them as well. Um, what, 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 what do you think will be the, uh, the score on Saturday? Do you know, I, I would be happy with a point, to be honest. I'd be happy to take a, you know, one point from it. But uh, I think we've got to look, we've got to go for a win. And I think, you know, there are 
there are encouraging signs over the last few games that we, we could possibly take something from Salah. Um, looking looking at the Palace side, who's the, who who scares you the most? Um, I, I know we've got like Wilfred Zaha, um, Luka Modrovic, but who stands out the most for you guys as a biggest threat? Yeah, I think the obvious one would obviously be uh, Wilfred Zaha. You know, amazing talent. Uh, we we recorded our podcast the other day and you know said that he's got more tricks than Tommy Cooper. So uh, <laughs> maybe try and kick his ankles a bit uh, and uh, kind of uh, take his uh, his rhythm off 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 his game and. I think perhaps the way that we can neutralise as a whole is sort of getting stuck in and quite... But Benteke seems to cause a bit of problems in the air, strength, ability. Depending on who plays at the back as well, um, it would be interesting to see whether we can keep him quiet. Whether it's Jack Stevens and Yoshida, um, I think Benteke is going to cause them all sorts of problems, but I'd be more confident in Vestergaard and, and Hoop perhaps trying to keep Benteke quiet as well. Super stuff. That was Freddie Hunt, uh, Southampton YouTube channel, host of The Ugly Sider, giving his take from the opposition, uh, previewing Crystal Palace against Southampton. That is up next for you boys. You're at home this weekend. Uh, kind of any other business up next here before you guys go at 9pm? We'll talk a little bit more about that Watford game and uh, maybe some Dear DR. Listening to Five Live may well start global warming. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Believe me. Love Sport, 558 AM. Love Sport with 7OTV.com. Predict 7 to net a million. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesman said.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody the same. A spokesman said.com getting real people real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com fighting for you, saving you money. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Low Stamilers is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Lowest Taverners donated over 4 million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more and to see how you can get involved, visit lowesttaverners.org. Partnerships can be a wonderful thing, but sometimes good partnerships go bad. Marriage is by far the most important partnership in most people's lives. Everything you own or care about, even children, become a sort of partnership property. Unfortunately, sometimes only one person's vote destroys that partnership. Cordell and Cordell represent men whose partner has cast that vote. Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. Did you know that over a year, on average, us kids tromp through a whopping 19 bags of sugar? It's in everyday food and drinks. We may look fine on the outside, but too much sugar can lead to harmful fat on the inside that we can't see. This can cause serious diseases as we grow older, like type 2 diabetes, some cancers and heart disease. Protect us kids by making healthier choices. Download the free Food Scanner app from Change for Life. Lifts are elevators. Tremendous. That gives me a lift. I mean an elevator. I mean, no. No one really knows. 
Really, really complicated. Love Sport. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. You're listening to Love Sport Radio. It's the Crystal Palace fan show at the moment. The return of Dear DR. We'll see out the last few minutes uh, this evening. But before we do that, we've heard the opposition's view. Uh, we've had Freddie Hunt, the host of the Ugly Side Southampton YouTube channel, uh, on the phone giving us his take, previewing your next Premier League game. You're at home. You're against Southampton. What's your take on it? Because... At home against Southampton, who have one point so far this season, three points, surely. Yeah, I, when he said that he was hoping for a point... I, I that that, that means he knows they're in for a tough <laughs> afternoon. When you're saying, well, well, we'll take a point, he knows, doesn't he? Yeah, I think this is just the kind of game that Hodgson would expect to take three points from. I mean, his record against the bottom 14 last year was, was exceptional. We won 2-1 over there. Um, even though we were 1-0 down, came back and won 2-1. Um, I'd exp- I think in the podcast predictions league, I-, I think pretty much everyone's gone for a home victory. I've gone for 2-0. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I think it's more about if there'll be a couple of changes um, from the 11 that he's been starting with, whether Schlupp will be left out, um, whether Hennessy will lose his place. Um, but otherwise, I think hopefully it's going to be a fairly comfortable afternoon. I think Hennessy keeps his place, to be honest. And was, I'm it, was he at fault for... I mean, I, I watched mm. the highlights, and, I mean, Halevas, it was a cross. I mean, yeah. we all know it was a cross, but he was a little bit in no-man's land. Am I, am I picking on him? Am I, I think a little bit unfair? There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of Palace fans who will get on his back any time he does make That's a mistake. That's why I asked and the I, and to, be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm a very, very fussy um, and hypercritical of Hennessy, but... I think he has. He's barely put a foot wrong so far this you season. You've a new goalkeeper. You have a new goalkeeper, and I'm really happy about that. I'm pleased that that has raised Hennessy's game. I don't think he was at fault for that goal. Yeah, I have to agree with um, with Chris there. With it was just a hard it, it, the way he dipped and it was meant to be a cross. I think it's a bit harsh if you want if you want to blame on Hennessy. I know not everyone will agree because I remember we were doing a review podcast the other day and Chris said uh, Chris Hamblin from Review Show. He said that. It was it, it is Hennessy's fault. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, I, d- I don't think so. It's a bit harsh to blame him for that. It just the dip was. A bit you got to remember, he had opinion. a back four that he didn't know he was going to play with until a few minutes before when Tompkins got injured. Um, I don't think it, it would be a case of Hennessy being dropped. I think it's a case that they've brought in a keeper from the Liga that they, he, he expects to be the number one keeper. He's now at a game against Swansea. At some point he's going to come in. At some point he's going to be the number one keeper. Um, when that is, it's hard to say. Hodgson's pretty loyal, but I can't see Hennessy keeping his place. I can't see Goeta being happy with sitting on the bench. Uh, yeah, a good guy to play it on, on Tuesday against mm. Swansea. What did you make of him? Because it was his first proper run out, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, he, he didn't really have to do much, but he made one or two good saves I guess but the um, thing with a goalkeeper sometimes it's just an, an you don't have to do that much it's just an air of assurance sometimes or each time the ball goes close to them it's kind of squeaky bum isn't it you either uh, have got confidence in a the goalkeeper they look like they know what they're doing or they don't you know did you get that assurance that you know that, that feel that yeah he's got this I don't think Palace fans have got that in them right now um, <laughs> so you know, too many scars yeah so I mean he started the Toulouse game which was the final pre-season before um, before the first Premier League game and he just parried one shot into yeah. the middle and everyone was like oh he can't catch <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're so scarred by yeah. what's gone down that I, I 
I don't think that anyone's going to be happy. They're just ultra edgy every time the ball gets near any of our keepers. Do you, do you remember Ricardo, the Portuguese goalkeeper from was it Euro two thousand and two? Scored the penalty against England. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't wear gloves. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, he signed for Leicester under the the wonderful Sven Goran Eriksson years when he decided that you know this is the kind of goalkeeper that we needed to play out from the back. Well, if you ever kind of think about any scars that you may have had from previous goalkeepers, it is nothing compared to Ricardo. <laughs> I mean, a, a, a save conversion rate of about 8% of during his time, it was absolutely appalling and wasn't even very good with his feet either. So you're talking about bad goalkeepers, and you, but you just knew, do you know what I mean? Every time the ball was going to the air, it's like, oh no, oh no. And that's what you need from a goalkeeper. You know, you just got to have that, like, you know, he's got this. and Because that... that that goes to the whole team in front of them, doesn't it? You know, you've either got it or you haven't. And say Hennessy over over years has 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 made some mistakes and hasn't been perfect. Hence why last season you went out and got Mandanda. This season you've gone for for guys who clearly within the club there are still question marks over him. But he's kind of still got to lose that place, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. The goalkeeper position, I think Hennessy Hennessy will start. I doubt Roy would drop him. Um, I think. It's a, it's a plus having Wan-Bissaka back and it'll be interesting to see if I don't know what's happening with Tompkins because no. we've had no news yet and he's such a vital defender yeah. only Saka and Tompkins I think they've only lost one game together um, that was a Liverpool game so it'll be interesting to see if Tompkins is back but yeah um, overall I'm confident about the game against Watford it was a bit disappointing but um yeah, I, I would I would expect us to beat Southampton realistically. If you want to achieve, you need to if you want to achieve something special this season, you need to beat teams like Southampton with all due respect to them. Absolutely, you need to have results against them. I'm going two nil. Uh, I'm going two one. 2-0 and Benteke scores <laughs> a full house uh, boys we've only got five or so minutes left of this evening's show I want to finish off with a bit of fun it's everybody's favourite uh, dear dear <laughs> if, if people aren't familiar with it then then this is this is the time to get involved so dear just, just for people who don't know do you want to explain what this feature is well I <laughs> don't know who thought of this ridiculous not, idea. It's not important. That's not important. <laughs> yeah, but so, so, uh, it's, it's just so people asking me questions and me answering them in the most sympathetic way possible. And yeah, we've got a couple of questions in this week, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, so, so, so Mike, you've got the questions for, for DL. And uh, yeah, and do you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll take it around the rest of the group as well if you feel like you want to chip in and, and help with some advice. But Mike, fire away. Yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> had, we've had a decent amount of entries this Love week. Love it. Oh, okay. Uh, the first one. Uh, there's a boy at school called Wilf, yeah. and I hate him, and it eats me up inside. I've tried slagging him off on national TV and in the paper, but people still like him more than me. What can I do? And this is from a Mr. Christopher Sutton. Um, it's a very hard one there, Mr. Sutton. Um, well, Mr. Christopher Sutton, I've heard of that name. Heard of, I've heard of that name before. He's always yeah. Yeah, you should know that name. Yeah, I, I don't like Mr. Sutton in particular. Can I? I don't want to answer this question. Can you answer it? What? I don't like Mr. Sutton. <sighs> well, what, what if you did like him? What if I did like him? Just just put that aside for one moment. Personal grievances. Um, in I'll your professional capacity, dear. All right. Yeah, let me act professional. <laughs> so if I did like Mr. Sutton, I'll tell him to just. I don't know, like leave for alone, just go out somewhere else and do something else. Just leave him alone. Don't stay next to him if you don't like him. There you go, Christopher. Sound, sound advice there from yeah. DR. Yes, thank you. So, so this one is from a Mrs. S. Reynolds of Norbury. <laughs> 
I'm writing to you because, aside from Susie Dent in Dictionary Corner on Countdown, love Susie. you undoubtedly have a mastery of the English language that is second to none. <laughs> My question is, why is the hamburger called a hamburger? Oh. I asked her and she told me to do one. <laughs> oh, why is hamburger called hamburger? Honestly, that is... That's one I was asking myself the other week, like, why is it called hamburger? I think, I think with that question, I think it's called hamburger because it's from somewhere in Germany called Hamburg. This is basically because this man who works and his family runs a kebab shop didn't know. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. We can didn't understand why there was no ham in a hamburger and it was called a hamburger. Oh, it's not true. Well, well Hambo knows, surely. <laughs> yeah, but... You think like the hamburger himself? Yeah, but it's, it's it's a bit of a tricky one. Like I never thought of that. I haven't got I haven't got time to think about something like that. That's why I never had it. But as you say, like you learn something new every single day. So some people learn yeah. more than one thing. Yeah, like me. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. sticks. Yeah, exactly. I, I barely know anything. So yeah, I just learn double every day. <laughs> double for dear. Yeah, double for dear. <laughs> well, I hope that helped you out, Mrs. S. Reynolds. I'm sure it did. And this uh, this final question. Uh, this came in quite late, uh, so it's appreciated that he sent it in. I've recently shaved my hair off after going prematurely bald, and I feel like a new man. <laughs> it's even shown in my recent performances. Oh. People keep making jokes about me. What shall I do? And this is from a Mr. J. Williams of Selhurst. <laughs> oh, well, first thing you can do is you know Very find anonymous. yourself. Find, yeah, find yourself a nice, nice place where you can get a hair transplant. That's 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 my that's my best option like that then you can you'll never have them worries again just like Andros Townsend you know he had hairline problems back in the a day a toupee maybe yeah a toupee yeah, yeah. so exactly you, so pull that you can do yeah you can do maybe ask Andros you know if he, if he knows Andros you could ask him he's he done something magical with his hair the club shop does some amazing baseball caps as well there we are that was this week's dear DR um, look boys you're back next week if you want to get involved how can people get in touch uh, uh, Mike with some, some more DDRs for, for our friend here okay uh, we've got a new website coming um, <laughs> obviously um, especially, we, especially for DDR we, we, it's, we it's were, likely that's going to be all the traction yeah. we, we were formerly uh, Holmesdale Online we're now backwithanest.com you can also find us on Facebook on Twitter and back of the nest CPFC on Instagram Yes, and yeah, send us your DS, DM us with your DR questions. Slide into DMs. Slide into DRs. And the podcast is available on all the usual podcasts. Super stuff, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're all predicting a win against Southampton. Um, it'll be Aaron Paul with you next week with some more DRs. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, up next, it's the QPR fan show. Uh, guys, thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's time for the news, which is basically the bit where the presenter goes to the toilet. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over a hundred leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. 
as a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. FanHub, the new app that rewards fans. Yes, you've heard it right. If you support your team, FanHub will support you. Simply select your club and the app automatically finds the cheapest train tickets and hotels for every fixture. It records how many miles you've done following your team with a leaderboard that shows the most dedicated. FanHub also rewards you with discounts and freebies from partners such as Uber, Just Park and Amazon. Download FanHub from the App Store and check in at the stadium to start earning rewards. There's no purchase necessary. FanHub, fan loyalty, rewarded. If you fall asleep at the wheel, you'll put your life in danger, and the lives of others as well. Before you feel tired, pull off the road into a services or other safe area, drink some strong coffee, and take a quick nap while the caffeine kicks in. If you're having a nap, you've left your lights on, sir. Alright, cheers. Think. Don't drive tired. Love Sport Radio. Uh, cheers to the guys from the back of the Nest podcast. DR, Mike and Chris, absolute pleasure having them. Dear DRs, get them into Mike and hopefully we can do them uh, next week. Such good fun. They're predicting a win against Southampton uh, this weekend. But up next, it is the turn of Queen's Park Rangers. They're going to be with me up until 10pm. Uh, they're playing Birmingham next. Two wins on the spin for them. Not all doom and gloom for QPR after that torrid start to the season. And they've had a, new, a few new new faces through the door and there could be a couple more we'll be doing all that next the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges honesty is key in any relationship if your friend asks you how you are feeling tell them honestly If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.